Welcome to the View from the Three podcast. Welcome to the Views from the Three. This week we're talking about Will Smith, Jada Smith, and her. And all things uh, gender and misogyny. So, who wants to kick off? We're talking about all kinds of entanglements. We might as well just start with a bit of the red table talk that they did. What did you not think of it? The what, sorry? The, the red table talk, the discussion they had. Um, yeah, it was interesting, I thought. It was interesting. She tried to like, she, was, she came to the table to admit it, but then tried to deny it in the same sentence. Like, it was a bit crazy. Do you yeah, think that hate. she just she just hates him, right? Like the, their relationship just looks like a mess. Oh, yeah. they, they, don't, they don't look like they, they enjoy each other's company. No, they don't make any sense. Like what what why do the interview if you're not gonna say like if she were if he didn't call her on it halfway through that, that tour where he said entanglement like in that song you just played and he said it was a relationship, she would have never said it. So why why even sit down and have a conversation? Yeah. I think it's it's about perception. I don't think she wanted to be perceived as the bad guy. And I think um I can't remember who posted I saw somebody somebody posted something saying about um if it was Will Smith dating somebody half his age, he'd be getting called all sorts. Um but because it's a woman who's taken advantage of a young guy, she's not given the same criticism that he would have received. Yeah. That happens all the time though, doesn't it? Like look at all the how many cases where like a female teacher slept with a, a 15 year old boy or something or a 13 year old boy and she gets a slap on the wrist in some community service. But if it was the other way around, we'd be having a completely different conversation, wouldn't we? Why do you think that is? It's just the way the world view things, don't they? I don't, it's not right, obviously. Um, but they seem, people that seem to be, or whoever does these rulings or the way that people think, they seem to be set in their ways that it's just different. I don't know why. I think it's a it, it's sexist both ways. I think it's sexist in the sense of that in that situation, men are the ones that are seen in a, in a position of power, so they're the ones that can abuse that position. Whereas women, when they do similar things, aren't necessarily seen as doing it from a position of power. But when you listen to like the language she used in that in that interview, when she said, "Oh, we took in August. He was sick. He wasn't well. He needed to be rebuilt, etc., etc." And then she got in an entanglement to heal herself. If you, like, like you just said, if you flip that to Will and say, oh, we took in one of Willow's friends. She wasn't well. Well, I took her under my wing. We fucked. Well, I took her under my wing. We had to, I had to lay down the pipe. <laughs> exactly. It's cancel culture, and he's gone. Yeah. Do you think that's because, because the, the way that women are often perceived or have been in, well, in the history of the human race, is a lesser, um, a lesser gender, I guess, is probably the best, most accurate. Um, and therefore they're not giving the same respect, as in like women can't do the same things that men do. Yeah, which is completely wrong. Because they can, they can do anything they want to do. And, and yeah. that's, 
the, the weird thing is, like we said, the different view that comes out from her saying these things, it's all about empowerment. Like, oh, yeah, she did what she needed to do. She healed herself. Well done. But it's that's, that's not what she's doing, is she? That's not. She just had a relationship with someone because she broke up with her husband and didn't want to tell anyone. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, they're set the scene for people that don't know or haven't heard or haven't read um, Will Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett, were in the press because uh, somebody else, uh, a singer, has said that he'd been having a relationship with Jada Pinkett. It would sort of been publicised for a little while that their relationship was more of an open relationship and then they subsequently came out and had this 12-minute conversation, uh, just the two of them, where they addressed... Uh, I say they, they addressed the issue. They, they did address the issue. They didn't fully address the situation in their relationship. It was a bit of a... It was supposed to be a candid conversation, and it turned, it turned into a really sort of opaque, yeah, convoluted conversation around... Maybe they're in an open relationship. Maybe they're not. Maybe they just had a break. Um, they've both clearly been seeing other people at different points of their relationship, which I think is a good thing to talk about in terms of, A, do you think that the pressure that they face from being a celebrity, in inverted commas, oh, uh, celebrity um, couple, then puts pressure on them to maintain that relationship? Or... Actually, is it just quite progressive of them? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if they did feel pressure. They shouldn't feel pressure. There's no. I don't think there's any reliance on their relationship. I know. I know they're often. They were previously described as like being goals or whatever people would describe them as. So they had a perception they were like keeping. But I don't think that that needed to be maintained. Um, do do what you want, really. If you break up, you break up. It happens every day. So I don't know why you would. I think there's something deeper to it. I don't know why you would put on pretend to be a family unit um, when you're not, or if you're not, while other relationships are going on. Unless, like you say, it's truly an open relationship. But then, by the look of Will Smith's face, it was not an open relationship. And by the look of his his comment saying, "I'm going to get you back," <laughs> like it suggests it wasn't an open relationship at all. So a lot of it a lot of it didn't make sense they just danced around the subject about really saying anything and it didn't it didn't the conversation didn't really flow like chronologically like it didn't the comments didn't make sense at the time they were said if you know what i mean yeah do you think though like do you think that it wasn't an open relationship though like because he like she was like oh you've already got me back and obviously she could just be saying that to like try and save face for him um, but obviously there's been rumours for numerous years that it's been an open relationship. So do you actually, do you feel like it actually was an open relationship or not? I, th- I mean, I, to me, I don't really care whether it was an open relationship. I don't really care about their relationship. I think the, the more interesting aspect of that conversation is they're clearly unhappy together, but for whatever reason they feel like they have to stay together, whether it be because of their sort of financial picture their market viability there's you see you see this more in celebrity couples because it's relevant or or more obvious that it's happening with those you know those people but um i'm sure we all have friends who are in relationships that just as we've discussed before on the relationships episode stay together because of convenience rather than anything else but i think there's a bit of a difference between those relationships where they haven't just said look we're just staying together for the kids and being honest about it versus um staying together because they they neither one of them wants to admit that 
they shouldn't be together. And like that's yeah, that's quite it, sad. Yeah, I think it is like you say the the staying together for their family. Um, they've not. I don't. From what they said, and obviously it's only speculation. What I'm saying. I think they've not been together and then maybe they've come back together and just said, we'll stay a family unit without being together, if that makes sense. Because yeah. he's still got his, his, his wife from his first marriage is still like, they're all like friends, aren't they? They're still like involved with each other. So I think that's just the way they view things, that you can still be together without being, you can be emotionally together without being physically together and you can be physically together with other people. So is that an open relationship or is that just a friendship Do you know what I mean? I think they like if you listen to what Will said in the past, um, like he's been successful in basically everything he's done, whether it be acting, singing, whatever. Um, and he said his his uh, previous marriage where he got divorced was like the biggest failure in his life. So do you think the reason why they're still in this relationship because obviously it succeeded at everything else, that if he gets divorced again, he sees that as like another massive failure and they've sort of just agreed to be life partners um so they stick together where they're not actually in a uh, like a committed relationship i don't i, I mean i think it, it feels like it's pressure from society like the societal norm more than he, I, I would i don't know i mean i don't know what's going on in, in either of their heads but it would seem it would seem that he'd be more concerned by the external perception than the internal reality like why not just split up have a good like there's no obviously no animosity between them or, or very little animosity between them why not just have a good relationship for your kids and be responsible they're both they're both off working doing different things they're probably not even seeing each other that much anyway the kids are both famous so you know and, and then they're in their 20s so why do you need to maintain this facade yeah i think like you say, what I, I don't, I, I don't understand it at all. It's, I just feel like there's something going on, like that that we don't know about, which will hopefully explain why his films have got progressively worse over the last decade <laughs> since *Pursuit of Happiness*. I thought as well, like, why do we, why do we need to know? Why do we, why do, why do we care? It's just a relationship. I think, I, yeah, I, I, I think for like us as well, not even just as, as black people. I think just our generation in general, like Will Smith was that guy. Do you know what I mean? So you, you have an interest in it. He was like a role model. And then I think, I think he wasn't ever like what we thought he was like, but he tries to maintain that for a certain period of time. Then later in life, he's kind of let that slip a bit. Um, so it's become abundantly clear that they're into different things or whatever. But at the same time, he still tried to maintain that, that view. Yeah, but you th yeah, but that's where it, the hypocrisy comes in, where you're saying... Why do we, why does he care about the perception rah rah rah? But then the perception is that he is this guy. So eventually that's going to take a toll on you, and that's going to come into your thinking. I'm not saying it should, but it probably comes into his thinking at some point. I think it's again it's a perception against reality though, because I I mean my perception of Will Smith is that he wasn't ever that guy. Like he's he's a bit like the American version of Lenny Henry. He toes the line between black and white, and I don't think anybody ever saw him. Uh, well, I certainly didn't see him as anything other than like a, a cool guy, but definitely not somebody that I would look up to and be like, oh, I want to be like Will Smith. Um, I just appreciated his films. Like, I, I think his films are funny. I think it's, you know, um, I, I'm a fan of his films or most of his films. 
Um, but he was definitely, he was never somebody that I aspired to be like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, that, yeah. I didn't mean, I didn't mean aspire to be like him. I, I just mean from like, like say from a film point of view, or someone to look up to without wanting to be just. Um, I don't know. Just like it's a lot of good representation. His films were original films were good classics. Um, but yeah, I get your point. It, it wasn't necessarily someone you'd want to be. Uh, but even that, like even even being successful and being popular because of his films, I still don't think that creates a scenario where he, for him in particular, he needs to promote a fake life if that's what it was. Do you think it actually shows the frailty of, or just like I say, frailty? It's not frailty. Humanity of um celebrities because ultimately they're just people and we put them yeah. on this pedestal and, and act as, as though they're something more than what they should be when in reality they're just people living lives well there's nothing there's nothing to um what's the word i'm looking for there's no difference between us and them other than well their, their wealth and talent to some people but in terms of what they go through um, how they feel, how they think. There's no, there's no major difference. If anything, it's worse for them because they get more concentrated and pressures and feedback, which we wouldn't get on a day-to-day basis. But I'm sure they they handle things the same way. So it's not surprising when something like this happens that <clears throat> there's things going on in someone's marriage or anything like that. It, it, we just obviously have an interest in it because you grow up with these people. Do you, do you think he was? Because the way he, he looked obviously upset and shocked when he was doing the Red Table talk, do you think he, he's upset that it come out or, he's just, or he, he knew that it come out? He knew that what happened, but he's just upset that it come out or he just didn't know that what happened? I couldn't decide. I, I, part of me thought that he didn't know and that he was just trying to own it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He, he didn't look in a good way, did he? Just like full stop, he didn't look in a good way. Um, it looked like he was in the toilet in pursuit of happiness for his kid crying. He just looked so upset. I'd have been raging. I would have done it. Would you have done it? Well, this is the thing. This is the, I guess, what we we're trying to talk about today is, it's the male ego of it. If they've agreed to have an open relationship, you have to accept the fact that your life partner is going to be having sex with other people, having relationships with other people. If you're not prepared to do that, then you can't really be in, a, in, in an open relationship or a life partnership. I just feel like, yeah, yeah, I'll get that 100%. If that's what they've agreed to do, then you've got to you live and die by what you've agreed to, essentially. But uh, from the look on his face, either he didn't agree to it, or he just didn't know, or he was furious that it got out. And I, I can't tell which one it was. I think the fact that he, like, pulled, he called her out and said, like, it was a relationship, don't try and beat around the bush, shows how annoyed he was. Yeah. Like, we're never going to know why he was annoyed. I mean, I think the thing that surprised me, I, I had, didn't have a clue. I don't, like I said, I don't really care. But the thing that surprised me is how many images there were of uh, August Alsina and Jada Pinkett together. Yeah, there's like holiday yeah. pictures and stuff as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but then imagine, imagine if that's because, like she said, they took him in because he's sick. She's like, oh, I'm just going to take August back to the room. He's tired. And then they're getting, <laughs> they're getting entangled. What's going on here then? Do you reckon though, do you reckon he, he didn't, maybe wasn't, do you reckon he, it's the fact that it's him, August Alsania, who they took in, rather than the fact that it was anyone, because obviously he said 
they were pretty much done or whatever, like he was looking to leave the relationship or whatever. Do you reckon it's the fact that it was August that upset him even more? Like it was someone he knew and someone they took in or whatever? I th- I think it was, like I said, I think it was a male ego of it. I think, um, don't get me wrong, women have egos as well, but uh, I mean, male, male ego is a sort of well-documented trait where I think he would have been fine with the fact that he was doing whatever he was doing, but didn't expect Jada to then get into the thing that she got into. Mm. It is it is crazy though how like it was her it was her faux pas, but now it seems to be like his turn on Will was how has he let this happen to his family, rah rah rah, and his kids love Tupac and like then they're just all like mm. all going away from him sort of thing. Do you know what it seems like? Your point about whether it was because it was him. Do you know what it seems like? We're thinking back to it. Like they did agree to something with with ground rules and whatever she did stepped outside of that. Because mm. he said, I'm going to get you back. And she said, you've already got me back. Which suggests he's obviously done stuff that she's aware of, which would be within their, what they agreed. And he's like, well, yeah, but you've, you've breached that contract essentially. So now I'm going to, I don't know what he's going to do. Hopefully not make bad boys fall. He, yeah, I think him and Margot Robbie probably got entangled as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they're in photos, aren't they? Yeah. Years ago, from Focus. Yeah, I don't blame him, but yeah. <laughs> I would have done the same. <laughs> you got to take them roll seriously, haven't you? got to take them film roll seriously, mate. <laughs> can't fake them sex scenes. <laughs> You're not going to win Oscars by faking, are you? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So we, can we can we talk or, talk seriously about something for a second? So the roles that they both have, just as a man and a woman in that situation, and then what comes out of that? So we touched on it before. She was she was in her forties, and uh, the guy was in his early twenties, twenty three, twenty four, when they started the relationship. Oh, it was like, it was like four or five years ago, didn't they? Yeah, they must have been, yeah. So there's no there's no issue with. You know, from a legal perspective, there's no issue with his age. But back to the the point of an older woman taking advantage of somebody who is going through something tough, and that not really getting any airtime. Not, I'm not saying that she deserves to be, you know, chastised for for having a relationship with a younger person. It's like I said, it's perfectly legal and whatnot. But if you were to flip that on its head. And it was a 40-something-year-old man taking advantage of a, um, a mentally unwell or unstable individual. I mean, that would come with consequences, I think, yeah, especially in the public life. Yeah, it, the, Me, the Me Too movement, which would this will fall under, um, similar to the Black Lives Matter movement, it's got everyone's got to be held accountable. You can't hold accountable one group of people. Like Black Lives Matter doesn't, you can't target overt racists only and allow other forms of racism to exist in the same way that Me Too can't just attack male celebrities. It's got to be across the board um, equality for everyone and no one should feel like they're being being put in a position where they're not being, well, so being abused or abusive power is being used against them. Um, so everyone should be held accountable equally but unfortunately that's not the way it is. Do you think it's those superficial views of people though like people just care about the story and like oh, she cheated on him, blah, blah, blah. When it's the actual core details are, like you said, in reality, it was a 40-something-year-old woman taking advantage of a, a young male who was going through a tough time and she was meant to be taking him in and helping him. 
um, and she helped herself in other ways. So, you say take advantage. So he, he's well. It's difficult to say that because he says he loves her and all this. You don't know whether he loves her because of in his time of need he was not manipulated, but you know what I mean. Um, so he, he genuinely might have just been along for the ride and loved it, or he might have been. But that's that's ride. like classic abuser and victim. Like yeah. him, him falling in love with her because she, you know, was was his pillar or crutch when he was feeling the way he was feeling. That's that's classic. Classic yeah. behaviour of, of the the abuser and the victim. Well, it's it's bad and it's, it 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 looks worse from her. Ref- or not a refusal, but almost a refusal to acknowledge it. Yeah. If she would have come out and said, yeah, we had a relationship, we had a relationship for three years, it was great, but it didn't really work out, I've decided I want to give it a go with Will, then that's that normalises it a bit. It's still a bit sketchy. Yeah. But it's the, the fact that she kind of played it off like, oh, yeah, he came, he was weak, I healed myself, and then told him to bounce. Like, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the thing though, isn't it? Obviously, she has she doesn't really actually have a responsibility to tell anyone what happened outside of their family. But the fact that she has come to the table and she said she's going to speak on this and etc., but then she's just tried to uh, weave her way in and out of it. Do you know what I mean? And not really take responsibility for it, even though she's going to be talking about it. But I think that's where the shame comes from because she knows that she did something wrong and she doesn't want to be seen as the bad guy in the situation both from the, the perspective of a marriage, but also from the perspective of taking advantage of a young guy. Mm. So it's I think weird. she was just protecting herself. Yeah. The whole thing was weird. It was weird that they did it just them two. And it was weird that like they do a Red Table talk for like, usually it's like an hour. And they like delve into a subject and they really unpack it. It was a 10 minute, oh yeah, I had a quick entanglement of all this. Yeah, but who else would you have on there? Like, it's a relationship well, conversation. Yeah, but usually they have her mum on there. Yeah, but why would you? I mean, it, it, it's kind of. I get what you're saying, but I just don't. I I don't think like the, the people it, around the table is kind of irre- irrelevant. Yeah, but, but even you, if it, even if it's just them two, they should talk for. They should actually talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Or don't talk about it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to say. I think that was that's like the twelve minutes was like they danced around it for eight, said what they needed to say for four, and then that was it done. Ready now? Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I think that yeah, but do you think that they actually recorded it for forty minutes and then yeah. cut it and edited it like? Oh yeah, so longer yeah. Yeah, and actually spoke about it, and then when she looked back on it, she was like, "No, I don't want this, 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 and this." She obviously owns the show. I don't like I said. I think that that's it's sort of beside the point. It doesn't matter whether it was a two-hour, ten-year, like two-day or two-minute conversation. The, the the point is what was said was her skirting around the issue when she you know, she wanted to, to make it public that she was going to confront it. And then the, the ramifications of that, of her taking advantage of a young guy. That's the thing I think we should be focusing on because that's the, the more serious issue, I think. I, like the relationship is whatever, open relationships happen. That's the thing, like that's no big deal. The fact that they're celebrities, again, completely irrelevant. But the fact that she's taken advantage of a guy who's in a bad place, that's pretty shady behavior. For a period, a long period of time as well. Do you think though it's also on the males uh, as to why the situation is different? Because I'm not saying women play. Are women obviously who've been affected by things? Obviously, they don't play the victim, but they're a lot more vocal about what's happened to them and how they're feeling and if they've been upset by it. Where 
the male, whether it be ego or whatnot, um, doesn't tend to come out and say much about it. They just say what it, what it was and not really how it affected them in any way. Yeah, I think you've got this really weird complexity where, like you said, women, if women are abused in a relationship, they, the, the first thoughts, or I say not the first thought, but quite often the situation is um, they're, not, they're not believed or that you know that there's they're like okay well tell me more information rather than just accepting what they're saying and with the guys and i mean in this this situation specifically it's like well what are you complaining about you you know you you you've got this older woman like you should be happy and that like they're two both of those situations are fucked up neither one of them are a good situation are they no no i completely agree i don't know what it would take for the world to change its view on that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it would take for the world to change its view on that. I think it's ingrained, it's, isn't it? Sorry? It's ingrained, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's down to ind- individuals taking accountability. So I, like, I can't sit there and pretend like I've never done anything or said anything that's inappropriate. Like when I was you know, younger, teenager in a club, maybe you know, grabbed a, grabbed a girl as she was walking past, which is obviously a completely inappropriate thing to do. But the, the whole point is you learn with experience. You, you, you know, you might be naive at, at one point or even know that something's wrong, but it doesn't mean that you have to behave that way just because you can get away with it. Mm. But there's, you know, and that's for me, if you're the older person in a position of power, you should know better than to take advantage of somebody who's younger just because you can. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. It's a it's a difficult one. Not difficult to understand how things would be. That's very simple when people should follow it. But the fact that convincing people that not let's say don't believe in it, live their life a certain ways is, is a difficult thing. Isn't it? Do you think so? You talk, you touched on like the Me Too movement um, earlier. Do you think that? as a society, we approach things in the wrong way. This is a very leading question. But rather than, rather than believing the person that's telling the story or empathizing with the person who is the, the, effectively the abused, there's always that question of, I say always, I keep saying that, it's not always. Quite often there's the, the element of doubt that goes with that conversation. So we've seen over the past, 10, 15, 20 years in professional sport, a lot of men be, be called up for rape charges. And some of them didn't do the thing that they said they were, that, that, that they were accused of. Some of them did. Some of them got off of like through technicalities. So maybe they, like, they did do something that was wrong but it wasn't the thing that they were you know it wasn't rape it was just coercing someone or uh, I say just like it was like I'm downplaying it but I'm not I'm just saying do you think we have a a obligation to to believe the the person first and then unpackage what happened and the situation around it yeah I don't think well it's you shouldn't you should never dismiss someone what they're saying immediately obviously there's well we live in society or supposed to live in a society of innocent until proven guilty and that goes for both parties so if someone makes an accusation that shouldn't be dismissed at all it should be heard and tried and then clarified and reach a sentence i think where the lines have become blurred i think 
like you said, there's been quite a few, well, quite a few cases where people have been exonerated of something. Um, when they still have done something, they just got off on a technicality or someone wasn't willing to come forward or evidence didn't support it when the case is that it did happen. Um, and that's blurred the lines quite a lot and, and led people to think, oh, well, he, he was accused or she was accused, but they didn't go down for it. So that, that person must be a liar. And it creates a culture where where people start to dismiss people that come forward, which is wrong. It's 100% wrong. Yeah, that's the trouble though, isn't it? Is is a lot, well, it seems more recently people, especially in the celebrity world, whether it be like football or musicians or whatever, um, people get accused of things. And then because recently there's been a lot of cases where it hasn't actually happened or they've got off, you start, you start to not believe the next person um, and then obviously that suppresses the actual people who have been victimised and have had things happen to them when they come out because just whether it be just an unconscious bias or whatever it may be, you don't you don't tend to go with what they say initially. There's a bit of, there's a bit of scepticism skeptic, there. I think that's the big thing though. When it when it's celebrities and athletes and stuff, the public general public has got a vested interest in those people and they know their background and they know their story. The person that's accused they know nothing of, so they're quick to dismiss them which is which is wrong because you don't and and the cases that haven't resulted in the challenge or whatever you don't know why why they haven't that information is never released it's just that oh such and such is is no longer um a suspect in this case you don't know why you don't know whether they've settled civilly or what other pressures the potential victim has faced which made them withdraw their complaint or anything like that. you don't know that yeah i agree um I just, I do think though that people who, and obviously I'm not saying there is a lot of people, but people who do do falsely accuse other people of rape, I think there should be some sort of, uh, whether it be criminal charge or some penalty brought towards them because you can end up ruining people's lives, especially obviously if it's a, they've not actually committed the crime that you say they have, you can end up ruining their lives just off that claim. So I think for people that do claim and there is no, uh, like there is no honesty to their claim then I think there's got to be some sort of penalty towards them as well and I think that will stop people who haven't actually been victimised trying to maybe get something out of it as well 100% hundred percent. but the one, the one thing I'd add to that is the, the no one should accuse someone of something they haven't done 100% they should not do that the thing that ruins people's lives isn't the accusation. It's the, in, in terms of celebrities and media, it's the, it's the press around it and the news around it. Why is it that, and these, the case should never, I know it's difficult to say this, it should never become public until a verdict's reached, essentially. I know that's an ideal world, which we'll probably never get to, but that, that's what causes the issue. So whether or not the person's telling the truth, if, if they feel... Like they were wronged in some way and they want to make an accusation they should do so if you've not done anything wrong that shouldn't affect your life because justice should prevail and at the same time you should be considered innocent and to prove a guilty but no one ever is so if a footballer footballer's accused yeah there'd be a lot of people that dismiss it and there'd be a lot of people like oh standard footballer look what he's doing if he didn't do it that that news should never get out until the verdict's reached or, do you know what I mean? Or it should never get out anyway, unless he's guilty. But you see, it's interesting. So the, the innocent until proven guilty, I agree with that. Like that that's, 
Innocent until proven guilty, yes. But I think you also need to balance that, as I was saying before, with the the, the person who's been abused. Their story is is taken as 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 gospel as well. So you need to be able to balance those two things. So yes, I believe you in what you've said, but then I have to prove that this is a thing that happened, you know. And I think it's it's too much towards innocent until proven guilty. Um, I mean, you take you take it away from celebrities. I think celebrity is like something that we it's easy to refer to because it's the most visible thing for us. But there are plenty of people who have been in those situations where they've been abused, not by celebrities, just by people, and then they've either been too afraid to say anything or didn't think they would be believed, therefore didn't feel like they could say say anything. And I was got a sad position to be in. Like that yeah, you you something's happened to you and you don't feel like you can even say that you you've been abused because you don't think you'll be believed. It's difficult. It's difficult enough when you're in a like I'm speaking personally now. When you're in like a a difficult position yourself, you, you don't. There's certain things that you don't want to admit and you don't really know what they are and whether that it's just part of life or whether you should be reporting it or whatever so to report something like that is takes massive courage I don't, I don't know what you're saying like it's difficult to take it's difficult to determine whether everything that's said by and that someone who's accusing should be taken as gospel but it's the only system we have in, in it really you make an accusation it's investigated if it's proven to be true then that's the the judgment should be the judgment so realistically the system needs to change doesn't it System. I mean, the system definitely needs to change. Definitely needs to change. What's needs your... to be a... Go on, sorry, George. I was just saying, so there needs to be a... a... Oh, it's just a change system. There needs to be a way, a way that people come forward in, in confidence and know that the case is going to be handled properly. And then at the same way, as Aaron said, if, if they're found to be lying, then that should, that, there should be a fit and punishment for that. But it shouldn't it, sh- it shouldn't be on the basis that um, it's difficult to grade the p- what the punishment would be because it's different for what would apply to a celebrity. Because obviously, it'd be like mass media to, a, to a, a civilian, the the punishment should be based on the lie rather than the impact on media. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you keep you keep going back to media, and it's not really about media. So that's what I'm saying. Like as a rule, if we take away celebrities, because they're just unimportant for the conversation, they're just like a small portion of, of what goes on in the world. So you take away the media, the fact of it is, you do need to address the facts, so you do need to come at it from a balanced perspective, but um, I'm talking about this purely from a female to male perspective. Women quite often struggle to verbalize the, the abuse that they've received, or even acknowledge that it is abuse because society set up in a way that men take prominence like the entire like you know get into like history versus history and um the fact that uh what are they called um you know the cardiac arrest machines what are they called defibrillator oh yeah um, like they're tuned to male heartbeats so quite often you know, women have less heart attacks, but quite often uh, their percentage of women that die of heart attacks is higher than men because the defibrillator is programmed to women's heartbeats. I'm oh, sorry, men's heartbeats rather than 
you know, what, you know, I really found out on that subject. Sorry, from watching um, I May Destroy You, which is unreal, by the way. But similar to that, all basically all medical studies are based on a like middle-aged white male. Yeah, all measurements, everything. So, so like the size of your phone, everything. That's insane. Isn't it? Yeah, there was that story, weren't there, about um, that black doctor who, who um, he like made a, a thing. So, what had happened? Because someone, I think someone rang up saying that they've had um, oh, the skin condition, wasn't it? Yeah, skin condition. And it, yeah, and he said, "Are you turning blue?" And he's like, "No, I'm black." Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning blue, like. But I mean, the, the point still remains is that society is geared towards men. And women are often marginalised, and this is why I think it's an interesting thing to talk about in the context of um, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, because I'm a firm believer. Like I'm, I firmly see myself as a feminist, uh, supporter of women, and you know, a believer of inequality. Full stop. Um, but I think it's interesting in that situation where somebody isn't held to the same regard because of their gender. And I think it's just an interesting, yeah, just a really interesting scenario that, 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 you know, in one hand, she's completely marginalized. She's, you know, she's not given the same same respect as, as Will Smith because she's a woman versus being a man. But when, when she does something wrong, that almost absolves her from, from making that mistake. You know, that's the one thing that annoys me slightly about women when they say they want equality, et cetera. And obviously they should have equality. But they seem to want equality on certain things and not on other certain things. Like, so you have you lifted the lid off of this conversation. So let's dive into this, Aaron. <laughs> Can I just say the views shared by Aaron Watkins do not represent Jordan Watkins. <laughs> Mike Watkins. The, we're going to change the name of this podcast to the views of the individuals. Um, no, seriously, I, I'm not. I, I'm interested to hear. So, what? What? Give me an example of how you think that's the case. Just um, oh, there's, there's there is. Oh, I thought about this so many times, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But just even looking at the the situation now, just how that's viewed, like you said, with Jaden Will, it's not. It's not. It's not treated equally. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I kind of need, I need. There's more things. There's more things that I can say, but I can't think of it at at the moment now. Of what? Let's go. Let's go to basics. Let's then, go to basics. Let's go to basics. Chivalry is deemed. Yeah, that, I, yeah I don't agree with. I don't. Uh, I agree with it to a certain extent, but you, you, if you want equality, equality is equality. It's not. I want equality, and then I want a little bit to still be treated like a woman and like and all that. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you, do you pay on the first date? Yeah, I do. But I, I, the the thing that I have with this, I think if you if the male asks the female out then he should pay for the date because he's asked her out. But equally, if he asks her to split it, she's accepted the offer to come. So she equally wants to go out with the, the guy unless she's just a money hungry or whatever. So it could be split, but um, the, men should, the man should, should pay if he's offered to ask her out. So I think uh, let's, 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 let's talk about chivalry because this is, again, it boils back to the perception, that, <laughs> boils back to the perception of... of um, of society and what and what chivalry is so chivalry isn't or shouldn't just be a man the way that a man treats a woman chivalry should be equal mm. it should be you know it should be it should both go both ways so um 
you know, if somebody holds a door open, if, if a woman holds a door open for you, then you shouldn't then be, and I've done this before, I'd be like, oh, no, no, after you, after you. But that's more because that's my default position because I, I, I'm, I, I see myself as being considerate and wanting to, you know, do a nice thing for somebody, irrespective of whether they're male or female. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so chivalry should be equal. But I think what you're talking about, Aaron, is specifically around dating and how the girls that you date... No, it's not necessarily dating. That was just a topic that Jordan brought up. But it's just the... They want equalness in everything, but they want to be treated like a woman. Like, you know, there's no such thing as being treated like a man. Like, it's just life. So... There's, there's, I mean, there's, there is. Yeah, everything's good for being treated like a man. Yeah, but that's, that's in, yeah, okay, that is, yeah, all right. And not in my life, but yeah, I get what you're saying in general. Yeah, okay, fair. all right. But you're also saying they, as though you, you're, you're speaking about all women want to be treated above and beyond the, the equal position. No, not all women, no, but a core number. <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing it at home, man. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I mean, I think it's a good conversation to have because I think it's good to have different perspectives on a, on a problem. And um, I say a problem, but you know, just different perspectives on things. That's that's the point of the podcast, isn't it? We we're all coming at things from different angles. So, what's your view, Jordan? What's your view on on inequality? I want equality. Gender equality. I want equality for all. I get I get what Aaron's saying though. I'll, He's right in saying you can't you can't pick and choose what you want, and that's what I was saying about like the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter movement. You can't hold for that, like you can't hold a subsection of people accountable. Everyone's got to be held accountable on an equal playing field. So in the same way, what you're talking about chivalry, that should be a mutual agreement between the two parties involved, whether it be two females, two males, or a male and a female. It should be an equal discussion that you have. Like me personally. Sort of my partner now, I think I pay I, I paid on the first date, she paid on the second date. We split oh, everything. You love we get. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous, mate. You'll find someone soon. Uh, uh, but we split everything. And like, that's just this is how it's equal. That's how that's how we do things. But I'm sure people do do things differently, but that's the discussion we've had. Okay, so what happens if it's... you earn considerably more than the other one? Then do you do you still split it because it's about equality? Or yeah. You still, you would still split it. Uh, depends what the the disparity in in salary was, but we split we split everything. Yeah, it's not even. I'd say we don't even split everything. Don't say split everything. We there's no like now we're in a position. There's no discussion about what we pay for. Whoever just pays for whoever, isn't it? Like it's not a. It's not. It's not predominantly one person. I so I think the the whole idea of. Complete and total equality. In in the way that in society today it's completely unrealistic, and the reason that it's completely unrealistic is because there are some things that are ingrained in us from a young age. So, irrespective of um, what we should do, and part of this is is down to education. So, as you grow older, you realise you know you, you form opinions, and you realise that I'm not going to be racist, or I'm not going to be sexist, or I'm not going to be homophobic. And it's not, you know, while it's it's not something that you're born with, you're not built born with those negative traits. They develop through, you know, what you do in in your formative years and and and, and throughout. So this idea of total equality when it comes to gender, 
it, it has to be a conscious decision. And it's not something, just like with racism, it's not something that you just go, I'm not going to be that. And therefore, because I've said I'm not going to be that, everything's going to be equal. It's constantly checking yourself and thinking about the actions that, that, um, that you are making, but also sounding them off with people to understand how they make other people feel. Because you can think you're being a, a, a feminist or an equalist or whatever, whatever um, denomination you choose, but you might not be in somebody else's eyes. Mm-hmm. It's the same, like I said, to, to draw the comparison, it's the same thing as racism. Somebody can say, I'm not racist because X, Y, and Z, but you can perceive them as being racist because they said, I'm not racist because I've got a black cousin. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> but that's, you know, you can deem them racist because, I, because somebody said, can I touch your hair? Well, in reality, like the, 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 um, it may not be that they're being, being racist by asking to touch your hair. It may just be that they're intrigued by something that they've never experienced before. It's like, can I try that fruit? I'm not saying that, that that's the case. I'm just saying that that's, that's, I'm trying to give an example. So I think it has to be a conscious thing. I don't think it's just a case of it should be equal because you're probably doing things. You probably all are doing things which are leaning on the side of being sexist or misogynist or misogynistic. Sorry. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? No, not me, mate. <laughs> no, no, I do. It's a, it's a difficult. Um, it's a difficult thing to a difficult line to tread in it like you say you, you can't you're going to offend someone and uh, everyone's well you'd hope everyone's trying to be better and trying to be equal but you're still going to upset someone along the way and it, it's just it comes from a lack of understanding um to certain people's feelings um but it, it will be difficult to be completely equal like you say just really quickly aaron i'm intrigued to hear so you're saying like you know women all women some women that you know um have this this idea that they they should be treated above and beyond an equal position have you ever been marginalized for being a man like have you ever had somebody has there somebody ever done any has a woman ever done anything to you which made you think that doesn't i don't feel comfortable with that because you're a woman and i'm a man and you've done that just because i'm a man um no i wouldn't say i've experienced anything like that not off the top of my head i can't think of and i think for example no, he just said he, he hasn't experienced it. So no, I mean you. you give an I mean you. I mean you give an example. <laughs> John got a list of questions down there. Give an example. <laughs> you said no. You, you give an example of what you mean. Give an example of the, the example you just didn't give. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the example. There, there, there isn't really an example. It's, it's anything. So, have you ever been made to to feel um, inferior or uncomfortable? because you're a man. This is, but this is my point. The fact that you're asking that question tells you how impossible it is for you to be marginalized as a man because of your sex, because of your gender. Whereas women experience it every single day. Maybe when I played netball back in primary school, maybe that was one time. <laughs> but no, no one's ever like wolf whistled at you and you've been like, I oh, feel yeah. safe. No. Oh no, you don't feel that. Exactly. So they might. Have- yeah, but this is this is another thing. Yeah, this is another thing on the turnaround, similar to the Jada and August thing. If I've had girls that squeeze your bar more, yeah, I've had that. Grab your piece or like whatever, and it's just oh, What's your piece, I, mate. Your puzzle I, piece. 
yeah. <laughs> Your three piece meal? Oh, it's, a thousand, it's a thousand piece puzzle. <laughs> 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 it's a big one. Your KFC six piece, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's meant there's been, there's been, there's been I've had that numerous times. And yeah, but my point is, how did you feel about that? You weren't like, you didn't feel unsafe or, you know, you didn't go away being like, I have to leave the club now. You were like, you either oh, like, you're going to get this long dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dickhead. I'm glad they're having this conversation. I've learned that you're a misogynist, That is my point, because if I, if I did feel some type of way about it, that's what I'm saying, men don't really... It's not that it did upset me, but I'm saying men don't really show that side to the point where it then gets brought up as a conversation. Do you know what I mean? I've been, I've, I've been in a position not where I feel unsafe. I've been in a position where I feel humiliated and I can't do anything about it because I'm a man. Yeah, and I, I, I completely. Yeah, so that's that's an example. So that that's an example of of you feeling marginalised because you're a man. Yeah, but that's a, that's a. I say it's not a rare example. It's rare to meet me example, but it's, it's an example that happened. But and, that and, was, and but so I'm not. I don't have. I don't have the understanding of what it's like to be a woman. But it's it gives you some grain of understanding of what it's like to feel. Well, like you don't have any control over a situation. You can't do anything to change that situation in that moment. Um, which is not fantastic. But that's the only example I'd give. But you're talking, so we're talking about equality here in that situation. And I know, the, I know the situation, or I think I know the situation that you're talking about. You could have done something, but... In an equal world, but technically... Exactly. But my been, response wouldn't have been, as much as I would have tried to make it equal, it wouldn't have been an equal response. So this goes back to my point. <laughs> you can't have equality because there are too many things that need to be learned and unlearned to get to a place of equality. As in, look, sorry, let me rephrase that. You can have equality. In today's society, it's very difficult to have equality because there is so much that needs to be unlearned and unpicked. Mm. Yeah, there's so many, yeah, there are so many variances that wouldn't allow it to be equality. It's like that Dave Chappelle joke on his last special, which it was talking about trans people, but it relates to male and female as well in, ge in general. He's saying about if LeBron James uh, had, a, had a sex change, would he be allowed to stay in the NBA? Or would he have to move to the WNBA where he'd score 495 points a game? It's not. There's no. There's no equality in that, is there? No, there there, there isn't equality in in gender. Um, and I mean, that's. I mean, that that's a, a a difficult situation to sort of unpick because it it tackles so many different things. Um, Look at, um, what's it? Uh, Caster Semia, the 400 meter runner. Yeah. South African, where she's got a she can't compete unless she takes tes testosterone suppressors. Mm. That's outrageous. Like because they're saying it's an un it's unfair because obviously she's got a higher levels of testosterone. But that's she is who she is, isn't it? There's no. And this is this is my point. Like women face marginalisation all the time that men don't face, or they they face. Uh, a lack of consideration that men don't have to worry about. Like, as much as as much as everybody says, you know, um, middle-aged white men, blah blah blah. But it's just, I mean, it's men full stop. There's just different degrees of, um, call it. I mean, get call it what it is, right? It's privilege. There's different degrees of privilege depending on whether you are 
based on the color of your skin, based on your age, based on, you know, whatever, a number of factors, but none quite like being a woman. I think it's, a, it's just, I think it's fascinating. And like we, I, I think I think it's interesting because we we have different perspectives on this as well because I mean, we grew up with strong female characters in our lives. Our mum, uh, our grand, both of our grandmothers were incredibly strong women, and it's just funny that we've got slightly different perspectives. Like I said, based on based on the environment, you know, Aaron at twenty four. You're at the stage where you're taking girls out who haven't quite, you know, figured themselves out yet, or have expectations that are, are linked to their development and upbringing, and that's given you a perception of women. But, you know, in ten years' time, you might have a different perception. Hopefully, record for any girls listening. I'm not taking any girls out. <laughs> <laughs> you got it together. That's equality. I'm I'm really glad that you tackled serious <laughs> issue. <laughs> you're saving money, aren't you? We're all, we're, all, uh, we're all at different stages of life, so I think we all experience different things. And obviously, the people we know are all well, similar to the ages of ourselves, so it's a it's a different experience, and um, we have different views on it and see th- different things that happen. I think. But I'm going to argue, because I always do. I'm going to argue that that doesn't really matter. Because you can always, as I said in the last episode, you can apply a situation to a different situation to better understand that situation. So you can understand what it's like to be oppressed because you're because of um, the color of your skin, and be treated differently because of the color of your skin, and understand how that makes you feel. So why can't you then put yourself in somebody else's shoes and say that person is also being mistreated just because of their gender? Yeah, I can. Like, just for the record, like, I obviously want equality. Um, just in my experiences, I've also seen and heard girls that seem to want equality and a bit more. They want it their their way slightly, but I I am all all for equality. And what do you think about? So how do you, how how do you think you get equality? Because there is, as you mentioned, Jordan, there's a flip side of that coin in that men can often feel um, marginalized. And it's, again, it's like if you apply it to the race situation, um, as a man, you kind of have to take accountability for all of the things that you haven't done because they relate to you as a gender. So, you know, same way with race, just because you're not racist doesn't mean that you don't have to take accountability for people around you that are. So how do, how do you get over the fact that, you know, you're, you've been in situations that where, you, where you've not been able to have a level playing field because you're a man and then balance that with wanting equality for, for women? I think, mm, I think you can. I, think, I still think you can have equality in every area other than like athletics um, and, yeah, athletics and sport really and that's not because women can't compete or men can't, can't compete in those fields it's just that the, the genetic makeup is different so it's two different playing fields. in terms of general professions and the way we lead our lives i think you can have equality the, the example i gave earlier was it was regarding f- physical harm to each other 
the the way you get quality from that is no one does it. What no one should strike another person. You shouldn't ever need to do that. So it's not it's not a case of finding a way to do that equally. It's just don't do it, and then it then it is equal. Same with and that and that feeds into the way you treat each other. That should that should be equal. I know there's going to be a lot of ideologies that are ingrained in people that will take a long time to change, but in terms of generally the way we treat each other, I don't see any reason why they can't be full of quality. What about situations like um, maternity cover, paternity cover, whatever? Who, who, whoever goes off and, and looks after the child, would you ever have, do like a 50-50 split? You know, like you, I would. Yeah. I would, 100%. I'd 100% do it. I would like to do it. Um, but I, that, you say it's the qualities. I understand why that's not been the case because we don't, we could never understand what it's like to have a child. We can understand what it's like to be there when someone has a child, but you can't understand what the trauma that does to your body and the, the bonding you have to do with a child. Obviously, as a father, you have to bond with your child as well. Um, and there's been progression in that. Like you say, you can split the maternity, paternity leave so you can have equal time together. But there's, like we said, there's some things that aren't ever going to be the same, and it's just having an understanding of that. Yeah. I watched, um, sorry, just, no. I watched, uh, I was watching Fleabag earlier. Uh, there's an episode of that where a woman says in there, she said, women are born with pain ingrained in them. So like they have, um, obviously they have periods every month, they have changes in their body every month. So they, 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 have, they have a constant pain throughout their lives, which men will never experience, physical pain, which men will never experience. Um, which I've never really considered before. Like, it's in, it, that's insane, isn't it? So there's, there's, there's things that will never be the same. And as men, you just have to have an understanding of that. Like take contraception, for example. There's a female pill which causes a whole host of side effects. They tested a male pill years and years ago, say 50 years ago, and the reason it never went ahead is because it had the same side effects. How ridiculous is that? This, this is my point. This is why it's it's... The position that we're in and the responsibility that I feel like we have is to try and balance those wrongs because it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous that women have to pay for sanitary, um, sanitary, uh, what's the product? Yeah. Um, when it's something they have no control over. It's, it's something that happens and it's something that furthers you know, the human race, but they have to pay for it. That's that's a ridiculous situation. Aaron, what do, what what's your view on um, on shared paternity leave and and like would you just yeah the relationship that you would see yourself having with a girlfriend if if and when that ever happens? Um, yeah, I think obviously the women the woman uh, deserves most of the time. But I was having this conversation with Jordan the other day. Um, I don't think men quite comprehend what having a child does to a woman on their body on their mind like like some women say like they're never the same after they have a child like I don't think men quite comprehend what it is and the pain they go through to actually give birth it's like it it takes something from them like do you know what I mean yeah but my question is would you so would you split your mater like maternity so if you ever had a child I wouldn't take anywhere near like half and half. I'd probably take what you what the men usually gets two weeks and then they get what nine months, is it? No, you can change it now, can't you? So you can share it. Yeah, I know you can share it, but I'm saying the standard is usually. Oh, you would. 
Why wouldn't you do the time? Why wouldn't you? No, I'm, I'm saying I would only. I'd probably do a month max and maybe add two more weeks onto what you already get. And so your expectation would be, and and if I'm putting this incorrectly, your expectation would be that the woman would look after the kid. There wouldn't even be a conversation to say, "What do you want to do?" Yeah, but they're, they're, yeah, but it's a it's it's a silly question. You well, it's not a silly question, but it's something I've not. It's not crossed my mind at all. Like well, it's a million miles away. You say that it's not crossed your mind, but you you gave an answer, so it must have crossed your mind. So yeah, we're, we're talking about it. Now. Question, but I didn't. This it's not crossed my mind at all. Like I'm not trying. I'm not trying to trap you. I'm just. I'm, I'm just. I know, but I'm just saying. I generally like. like it would. It's not. I'm, I'm not how much? How much time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's literally not crossed my mind. Yeah, but we're talking about it now. So I'm saying, would you have that conversation where you said, "Look, do you want to? Do you want to split it? Do you want to? You know, I'll take." Two months and you take X or like what? Would you have that conversation? Would it be a conversation? Would you? Is your? Is your? Would you just assume that you would go back to work or or you know take your your two weeks or whatever and then go back to work or would it be a conversation? I would have a conversation, but obviously I would be generally happy with whatever whatever she felt was right. Um, I think the onus is more on her. She's the one obviously that's had the kid and gone through the process and all that. So I would have the conversation with her, but it would generally be whatever whatever she wanted to do. Yeah. I think just to, just to, I was I want to I think we should go back to your point Jordan about um the the pain that the women are born with and it is but it is fucked up. Let's be completely frank. It's 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 really messed up at how like we will never experience that. No, I know. Born and we don't have to worry about anything. Like we just live our lives and that's it. But women go through some like really scary changes in their life. They have children, you know, they have periods, they go through menopause, like all of these things that they have to do and give up and whatever else. And this is why like, I think it's interesting about like with the comments that you were making before Aaron about equality but then you know some women wanting more do you think you can have equality given that the playing fields are different do you know do you know what it is yeah i i don't even have an issue with them wanting more but just say you want more don't say you want equality and then you want a little bit more just say you want more and then that's what that it is what it is there who hurt you aaron what's her name <laughs> no, no i'm just saying like, do you know what I mean if if it was well, the whole world <laughs> up front and honest, everything would be better? But yeah, if they just said like, "Look, this is what we go through, rah rah rah," well, that's why we want this. Then, then fine. Okay, so let's flip on its head. Racism is that up to to us as black men to say this is what I want, therefore give me what I want, or is it up to people to learn and educate themselves about why it's important not to be racist? Yeah, people obviously need to learn. They can't just, you can't just say, yeah, don't be racist, blah, 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 blah. People obviously need to learn to um, to not have biases, etc. So this is what I'm saying. This is why I'm asking the question, because then you apply that to women and say, well, it's our job to learn and understand what what the differences are between them and us and how we can accommodate them. Because we're, we're starting from a position of, of uh, imbalance. We're starting from a position of privilege. 
you know, it's that thing, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen the, the quote or whatever it is where it's like, if, um, if a little boy is shouting or whatever, he's authoritative or whatever, do you know, you know, the one, and if it's a girl, then she's bossy and then mm. start on that completely imbalanced playing field. So it's, I mean, I think, I think it's up to us is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing with racism when it comes from education and understanding and removing ignorance because you're never going to go through those experiences so you need to learn what they, the impact that they have. Take maternity and paternity leave because you imagine if you're an ambitious person um, you're thriving in your career and then you, you take a prolonged period of time off work to raise a child and then return to your work and everything's moved on and you've not been there to move with it and you're, you're effectively being penalized by doing something natural yeah and everything else that comes with that so you're not getting any pay rises while you're off you're not um apologies for talking about this but it's, it's our industry you're not paying pension contributions or if you are they're reduced um you have that time off for the kids and you know statutory maternities not very much and then you know, if you take longer, then you're not earning. And then what happens if your relationship break that breaks down at a later point? You don't get that money back. You don't get, you know, you don't get like the loss of earnings paid back to mm -hmm. you. So it's and, uh, you're, and you're expected to well, I say expected. There's a you you're given a, a, a slight leeway, but then shortly after expected to pick up where you left off if you've gone back into exactly the same role. Obviously, you can have part-time work, but even then, like you're still you're disadvantaged by the need of doing part-time work. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure if everyone didn't need, to, if people didn't need to do it, a lot of people wouldn't do it. So it, it comes, it does come with a lot of disadvantages, but people just need to understand. And it's only like it's only recently, you know. So let's say the last ten years, obviously, there have been various movements for equality, gender equality. But for us specifically, it's sort of risen to prominence over the last 10 years. There's lots of talk about gender parity and the action that can be taken and where the inequality is. But I think it's interesting that we're, we have grown up with those traditional roles in mind. So, that, you know, the, the man is the, the breadwinner. And even though like our parents weren't that, that way around, so mum earned a lot more than dad did, um, but still, because of like societal issues and your environment, you're grown up with this mentality of like man is the provider and woman is the the home care. You know, and See, I, I don't, I've never had that. See, that that's the one thing I could not care less about is if someone, my partner or someone else, earned more than me. If they're doing the job, they're doing the job. But I think that comes from what you said, the environment we grew up in, where our mum and she was the breadwinner and she worked bloody hard um to, to be so so I, i've always viewed that as that's just it is what it is whoever earns the most money earns the most money as long as they're doing the job it doesn't it doesn't matter to me but i know that is there is still a stigma attached to that for a lot of people see i think it's interesting you said that because i remember a conversation that we had a few years ago this was a few years ago where you we were talking about um having kids and stuff and you you were like if if I was working and my other half was off with the kids, 
I wouldn't be paying for her to be off. I would expect her to go back to work at some point. Yeah, that's because I'm tight. <laughs> <laughs> that's got nothing to do with gender. I could be gay, it'd be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm stingy, I'm happy to admit that. Um, <laughs> I just, I just think it's interesting. So back to, you know, to the point that, that, that was being made before about understanding the thing that women have to go through. Mm. And it's part, it's part of that process, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I, don't know. I, think, I think it's an interesting one. So I think we're, we're drawing to a close. And I think what we should do is actually tackle this subject with a woman on the podcast so we should get a guest in to talk with us about their experiences and uh sort of shed some likes it's all it's all well and good us talking about it from a male perspective about what we think we should do but it's always helpful to have other voices that are actually experiencing the problem um and hear what they have to say but before we go let's let's set a challenge i was i always like to set a challenge if you were going to do one thing, so change one behavior that you currently have or do one thing to spread awareness or improve gender equality, what would be the thing that you would do? And I'm going to go to you first, Aaron. Well, I'll do something similar to um, what I've done the other week. Um, the, like I said, you see a lot of people uh, seem to have shallow beliefs, etc. these days. Um, so the other day I posted on my story a woman called Connor Walker, who's a woman business owner, one of, owns one of the, like, the biggest fashion companies in the world. And I was saying, like, girls, you should follow this woman because she's actually inspirational. She's actually done something. You can learn off her. Um, so I think that sets, it helps give to the others. Then they can, what's the word? They can then tell their friends about that woman and then more people start to think differently and and have good women to look up to yeah that's a good one you jord what was the question what would i do to raise awareness about equality fucking hell i edit this so i don't know <laughs> like, this guy's going to change the world um, you know this you know it to be true yes what one thing will you do to to yeah improve gender gender equality uh, i i'm doing quite a lot of writing stuff at the moment um, mainly about like myself and stuff. And one thing I will write about and will spread awareness about is, um, I would say, it sounds, it sounds a bit deep and morbid. I would say domestic abuse um, from a male perspective in terms of a victim of that and the ramifications of it and the things that people don't understand how it happens. I think that's a good one. I think it's it's interesting that you're that you've taken the male perspective. I think a good male perspective to take because it's something that doesn't get get spoken about enough. Well, the um, comment is always, "Why don't you just stop it?" Like I said, "Why don't you do something back?" And that's not the solution. No, that isn't the solution. About doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so from my perspective, um, I like to think that. I have very level views and like I said, see myself as a feminist, I can always do more and I can always do better. So the thing that I'm going to do is listen. And rather than think that I know, listen to what other people tell me, um, women who can offer 
a different perspective than the one I have on what I can do as an individual and what we can do as a, as a gender um, to yeah, help, help bring equality. So that's it.